0: Thanks for tuning in, and welcome to Same As It Ever Was, where we literally don't know what we're going to talk about.
1: Hey there, brother. What are you doing?
0: What's up,
1: brother? What's up? <laughs> hey, it's Jimbo with the an EAU. And it's JB, my trusty counterpart. Um <laughs> on our on our uh our adventure through uh, everything. Dearly no beloved <laughs> beloved, We got it here today <laughs> to talk about everything. But That's no nothing. Right. <laughs> but no nothing. <laughs> yep. So here we are. Thursday episode. And uh, yeah, you uh, you shared that video with me today. Folks who are listening to the show, uh, JB's got a real uh, he's got a real penchant. It's a good word, penchant for these uh, sort of videos you make on your phone or whatever with slow mo and this background music. Dude, he's he's made a couple of them that are pretty cool. So he, he just posted another one today. You got to share it. Well, first of all, personally, you got to give everybody. Uh, you got to post it on the page, but you got to explain sort of the give them a little context in terms of the you know what it's about.
0: Uh, okay, so I shared a video uh, today. Uh, I I graduated a school uh, uh, that that the Navy has for na Marines and and Sailors, and when when you go to a school and it's the first time that that they try uh, a certain like amount of curriculum out, they call it a pilot course. And so, I made a video uh, that represented pilots. And and like even our, did you like our plaque that we made?
1: It was very cool. It was very cool. I don't. I'm still wondering. Folks will have to watch. But I was. I was actually wondering, where did you get the helmet? Uh, eBay. oh wow okay yeah we got it on ebay uh
0: okay and and when the person who bought it uh they were like hey i got a helmet and we're like oh really cool right like and then when it came in and it was it's really like a like one quarter of a helmet Mm -hmm. it was like that oh (laughs) where's the rest of it he's like (laughs) he's like yeah man that's it. i know like, yeah, like, I'm like, okay, well, uh, I think we can work, we can work with this, right? We can work with this, everybody, right? We can work with this.
1: Not to make him feel too bad, but it, right. it turned, it turned out great. It looked awesome. I mean, it looked really cool in the, uh, and the video is just funny because obviously with everybody knows that, um, what is it? Uh, Top Gun 2. Yeah. You know, Maverick. I don't even know. Is, the new is one's that called what it is? Top Gun is that, Maverick. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't know what it was called, um, but yeah. So it's sort of. I think it's sort of the video is sort of in the spirit of uh, of the whole new you know uh, Top Gun thing. So that's cool. Yeah, but, man. Uh,
0: but it was it was it was cool. And then of course, the slow mo walk.
1: You know. Yes, that's what I mean. Is that's I know that you really have a thing for the sort of like we we made a video. This is a very long time ago. Back when. Uh, when JB and I worked together with uh, our counterpart, Diane, and uh, we were like essentially for folks who were, you know, for folks who were not in the military and were served, whatever, especially the Navy. Like, you know, you have sections and you've got um, division divisions, we're... you know, instead of a department, you've got a division. Um, so anyway, we were sort of like the rehearsal department of uh, the school that we were teaching at and uh we made a similar video to this with the three of us walking out the front doors front doors of the school with this slow slow mo slow walk thing with this music and like this uh i don't know what you call that filter that goes on the uh that goes on it, it looked great and it was awesome it was really cool we're all looking like we're ready to go kick somebody's ass
0: <laughs> well and and you know i'm a big fan of tarantino you know, yeah, and yeah. that that's a total like reservoir dogs moment. Oh yeah. When no absolutely when they're done eating breakfast and they're walking yeah. out, you know. Like that's yeah. that. I I consider a slow mo walk like that almost like in a comedy where you do a slow mo and it's like
1: Yeah, right.
0: You know, like you you will get an instant laugh out of that. Those are all sure, yeah. funny. Matter of fact, it's weird when you when you have a comedy that doesn't have one of those.
1: Yeah, no, so I it's, agree. Those it's, it's pretty standard. It's pretty. It's it's stock, as they say, stock in, in, in the in the business. It's stock. So, but yeah, no, that's that's cool.
0: It's weird, you know. Like uh, throughout everywhere, um, you know, graduate schools kind of wrapping up. My wife's uh, assistant teacher, and you know, she wrapped up school last week, and you know, everyone's wrapping up school in their own way. Uh, yeah. How they can, you know? So it's it's been a weird, you know, last couple
1: of. Where days. does uh, what what does what does your wife teach? Uh, Pre K. Oh, okay, so little little kids. Yep, little little oh, kids. cool.
0: But then she does uh, a lot of after school programs. So mm-hmm. she does she does like a cooking class for kids, and then she also had like a languages class. You know, we've traveled around. A bit, so it was a perfect fit for us because I I think we've kept money from all the countries that I've been to, most of the countries. Yeah. And then yeah. so she, so part of the after school thing is just exposing these kids to different cultures. Mm-hmm. Uh, across and she would bring in a food. Uh, you know, she would show obviously pictures, or if we had stuff from those countries, right. and then their money. So. Uh, show the flags and all that just to get the kids like oh yeah this this is kind of this is bigger than america this thing sure, called yeah
1: this thing called earth
0: this thing <laughs> called life
1: this thing called life <laughs> ladies and gentlemen this thing called life so it's it's
0: always interesting when she's planning for the school year and, and doing all that stuff It's like you know just kind of so what, what, what are you going to talk about in japan We we're going to talk about in russia
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you hey, what are man. you doing over there? No, it is pretty cool because I mean I did the uh I did a very similar thing especially when uh when we were living out in Hawaii because I was traveling all over the Pacific and um and that was one of the things that I was trying to do for a long time was sort of keep a little bit of the currency for you know for each of the uh each of the places that I was visiting. I do know like you know one of the things that I thought was sort of you know weird is um, you know, you have like we, we in the States, we are very used to having lots of paper money, you know, yeah, we, we've got like dollar bills and you've got your fibers and your tenors and all that stuff. But when you go to a country like Australia, where all of a sudden they've got pounds and so forth, these pounds are coins. Oh no. I love
0: the fact that England Australia like they have a $5 coin.
1: Yes, and that's what I'm saying is that you find yourself all of a sudden with pockets full of coins. <laughs> You're like, yep. where do, where do I supposed to keep all this ch-? it's like this is pocket change out the wazoo, man. Where do I keep it all? Um I don't I don't know. It's it's and, it's an inter- even, interesting experience. And even in Japan they have the
0: 100 yen store which is cl- close to a dollar. They even have a dollar right. store. it's in like Japan, the dollar but it's store. Just, yeah, the hundred yen store. store. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I'll tell uh, you, we still have some of that stuff, and I hadn't lived in Japan since two thousand. Oh yeah, no,
1: that's what I mean. Is I mean, we I kept so much of that stuff. It's the other thing that I think is pretty interesting is if you think about uh, a number of years ago when the Treasury decided that it needed to integrate um, a higher degree of security into the American currency to avoid, uh, counterfeiting and so forth, you know, which I know is, is a constant battle for the folks who work at the treasury. Um, for the folks who don't know out there, there, there have been a couple, there've been a couple documentaries on uh, discovery channel or the history channel and so forth, uh, about how money's made. And there was one in particular that I remember watching and man, I'm telling you, it was crazy. Uh, learning about how American bills are made. A lot of people think it's paper, and it's not. A lot of people think that American bills are made out of paper when, in fact, they're made out of boiled cotton. Um, It's really wild, the process. It looks nasty (laughs) when you see it because it's just tons of this nasty, sweaty, steaming cotton, but somehow that material is refined and pressed out and whatever and when it comes out the other end it looks like paper um, but because it's because it's that pulp that they're able to to um, create that it's into that pulp that they can uh, if you look at your dollar bills we, I know we all know that if you look real close you can see those fine little like blue and red fibers which is just an element of sort of the security for avoiding uh, you know, avoiding uh, counterfeiting. And over the years, you know, we saw a couple of, you know, that they came out, I don't know what the first one was. They came out with like a new hundred or a new 50 or something. Um, and some of them were a little way out. I mean, all of a sudden you started seeing American bills that had like purple as a color, you know, that was integrated into the the, the currency uh, the images with the portraits of the various presidents uh, was larger than it used to be. And the funny thing is when you go to, cause I mean, my, my understanding is, I mean, I've done a lot of traveling. I've gone, you know, traveled all over the world. Um, and I've never personally experienced this, but I know a lot of people have that when you travel around the world, if you want to talk about a world currency, the, the unifying form of world currency around the globe is an American $20 bill. I mean, with a, with a, my understanding is, honestly, you could buy virtually anything with 20 bucks American around the world. Because most countries around the world, $20 American is an enormous amount of money. I mean, to us, it's like, eh, it's a 20 buck, you know, whatever. Uh, To people in Africa, uh, to people in parts of Asia, a $20 American bill is like gold, Um, which apparently is why the $20 $20 American bill is one of the most counterfeited bills around the world, Uh, which is, I think, one of the reasons. Jimbo. I I told you. It's it's your totem. There it is. You see how I walked into that? I walked in and I didn't even plan on doing the factotum. The bigger happened. the bigger question <laughs> is happened. is is what are you watching? Dude, this is the thing. Dude, my <laughs> wife is like, we sit and watch TV. Got something there? Like, this is so boring. I'm like, what do you mean? It's like, look look at what we're learning. We're learning. We're learning things we never knew before. I never knew any of this. I'm just sitting here watching. She's like, oh my god. I know it drives her crazy because I'll sit and I mean just the other day the thing i was what was it yesterday the past few days uh there's a series on the history channel called the men who built america and they've it started out originally and it was like they're talking about uh you know figures like uh carnegie and ford and uh, the Rothschilds. yeah, Vanderbilt, mm. and all these people that, the Vanderbilt, yeah. yeah, um, but they have they've sort of done these spin offs of The Men Who Built America, uh, and, and don't get me wrong because that really is sort of a you know, the, it's just a title, um, but the one that I was the series that I was watching a couple, um, a uh, couple episodes of was this series called uh, The Men Who Built America, uh, Frontiersman. And it starts with like Daniel Boone and it works its way all the way up through the taming of the West and and some characters that I mean, I'd heard of Kit Carson, didn't know a lot about him. I watched this episode where he was an integral figure and I'm like, holy mackerel, dude, just an unbelievable individual. I mean, uh, they were talking about him, you know, being involved in this this battle when uh, the Americans were trying to take California and uh, the Battle of San Pasqual, and the Americans found themselves surrounded and they needed they needed somebody to go to San Diego to try to hail the Marines that were there and get them to come up to San Pasqual, which is just for anybody who's ever been in Southern California, you know, where Escondido is and it's San Pasqual is just east of there. Um, but it's like a 40 mile trip. And he made this 40 mile trip. And one day, think about that. Imagine going forty miles in one day, and this is before roads. This is like the Southern Californian desert, and this yeah, and on horse oh, dude on foot, not right. on foot. No, no he did uh... this on foot. There was no horse what? involved. That's what I'm saying. It's like superhuman thing. Um, and this was just one in a number of his escapades that you know was all about the you know sort of the taming of the southwest and whatever but i dig that stuff man i'll sit and watch that geeky stuff for hours you know um it's either that or watching you know queen live at wembley stadium in 1986 which i've got on my television right now because it's one of the most unbelievable live shows ever um and they're playing in the lap of the gods which is an unbelievable rendition anyway Uh, so like I say, I I geek out on that stuff, dude. Jennifer cannot handle that stuff. She she sits there like when she's watching Grey's Anatomy, I'm on my phone because I could give a damn about Grey's Anatomy, you know? Um, and she's,
0: it's almost, to me, we've talked about this before, but it's almost like it's, it's that scene. Uh, what's the scene where the guy watches like Perry Mason to learn how to be a lawyer? He like he watches old Perry Mason, uh, like episodes, and tries to use some of the jargon. Yeah, oh, what movie is that? Oh, I don't know. Well, anyway, to to me, if you're a doctor or a nurse, it's almost like I'm going to watch Grey's Anatomy and and
1: see if I can catch some jargon. My, I might use it at work. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I think that it is. I mean, okay, I, I'll, 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 I'll put it because we have talked about this. And I think that it would be, it would be like her watching this is sort of the equivalent of like, if if either you or I were to watch a series, you know, some sort of a television series that was about some musician, say it was some rock band, and about their struggles and blah, 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 whatever, dude, you and I, you know, Because you know how Hollywood works, man. Like, they've got these people that work for the show that are supposed to be these, like, technical assistants that make sure they're using the right vernacular and the right lingo and blah, 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 whatever. It doesn't matter. As a professional in this stuff, you sit there and you watch it and you're like, nope, (laughs) nope, that would never happen. That would never happen. This is totally fake. I mean, that's just how it is. And I think it's the same thing for her. I mean, obviously, you're sort of you enjoy it it's drama and all the rest of that stuff but it's it's the technical stuff that as a professional like she is she's watching it and she's able to sort of pick those things apart and be like no that's not that's not a thing you know
0: yeah that is uh there is a a, a version there's an episode of NCIS yeah. that that showed and somebody what, uh, so one of one of my friends had posted this episode's going to be about the Navy band. Oh, (laughs) Oh, I love that. I love (laughs) this. And and so it was like, oh, okay. And I hadn't watched it yet, and somebody had texted me, he's like, have you seen this train wreck? And I was like, I remember when everybody was talking
1: about this. Yeah. yeah.
0: And then it's just so like, oh, it it is so over the top. So over the top. And... Quite frankly, I think that there's some – there's some, like, hey, I this, this is after this person because there's there's one guy that's in there, like, they're trying to make fun of the band, the NCIS guys, about, well, well what do they do? They're Navy musicians, you know, like and, – uh, and there was an article that came out in the Navy Times, like, maybe six years ago that said that who are the most fittest rates – and a rate in the Navy is our right. job – in the Navy, based on like PT failures and stuff, and we were number two behind Navy SEALs, right? Right, according to this article. And so then, in the in the TV show, like it, you have this buff dude, yeah. who plays the
1: who plays the piccolo. Oh, dude, that's uh, you and I both know that's so that is. Uh, that's a, this weird because thing. This is that. That's like that weird anomaly in in the military bands. It really is, like that dude. Well, like, no, like but there's. You but think he might have been your student? He might.
0: I think it's a reference to one of one of our previous students uh, who was in the DC band. But but um, but he was like, well, you know. And then they referenced that article. We're we're one of the most fit rates in the right. Navy. And then, and then the guy from NTS is like, wow, I didn't know that. And then, you know, they try to say, you know what these people do? And they try to defend what we do for a living. It's just, it's so They tell the story
1: of America. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, you and I both know that's the first line. That's a, we're here to tell the story of America. There it is. There it is. (laughs) That's, that is our mission. Listen, hey, for, hey! Listen, I, 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 I'm hey, surprised. I've got, a, I've got a, a, a. I don't have it yet because I can't get a new ID card. But soon enough, eventually, I will have a retired ID card, so I can sort of say things. <laughs> and and, and yeah. I'm gonna. i Hey, hey! For everybody who's listening, for everyone who's listening, whether you agree with it or not, hey, the military bans. Our job is not to educate people that's not our job. Entertain. Entertain people. We are not there to educate them. Sorry, I digress. Continue. I was just th- I'm throwing it out there, but just put it out there. You don't even have to say anything. Well, I think there should be
0: <laughs> Listen, if, if there ever were a moratorium, there should be a moratorium. Well, I'm not going to say there should be, but it would be funny if someone implemented at least Fifty percent of the songs that you play at a concert have to have the word Ma- America, America yes. in the
1: in the yes. title in yes. the title. <laughs> yes, dude. I, you know, and I know we could talk about this. We could talk about this, folks. Folks who are listening to this, especially those those friends that we have that are you know from this uh, this family because it, it really is family of uh, you know military musicians, regardless of your service um or branch you know uh you know we you you understand that uh we've all had these experiences um you know where folks have tried to figure out it, it seems like a uh what do they call that thing um it's like a it's like a cylinder but it's like a puzzle you know what i mean that like they used to use oh yeah a codex is that what it is yeah. a codex I think yeah. maybe um, we'll call it a codex. Um, I'm going to trust the fast totem. That's the, the fat totem. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> anyway, uh, it seems like everybody for generations upon generations has been trying to, since, since the March King, since uh, John Philip Sousa, uh, you know, everybody has been trying to figure out the codex of what is the perfect what we call it what we call in the music industry programming, meaning basically what are you going to play, what what are the, what are the songs you're going to play, and what's the message you're trying to get across, and all that good stuff. Um, so there's there's been this eternal sort of struggle about what is the perfect program, what is the perfect lineup uh, for a concert. And, uh, and I know you and I both and all of our, like I say, all of our brothers and sisters within this, uh, this profession have experienced it as well. And, uh, and we've, all, we've all had some of those shows, man. I know that I've had them. I had, you know, I had some of those shows where the band was extraordinary. I in no way whatsoever would take that away from them. They were extraordinary. And the selections were first rate. And uh, when the concert was over, I saw a lot of people walking out of the theater, looking at each other like, why didn't they play God Bless America? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, You know, it's
0: it's like when you watch a spaceship movie or a, a movie about the future in space, you expect to see a spaceship
1: yeah well i mean i just so i, I think I, <laughs> I, I mean i think i think that the thing is is and it's interesting because i had this i was ha- uh um our friend uh you know uh mike stanley yeah oh yeah so mike
2: uh awesome like, guy totally
1: awesome individual and insanely talented um and he'd laugh at me for saying that but anyway um but he had posted something and I don't know if sort of some folks are out there that are, especially because I know that we have some, I think we have some fans who are, you know, really into, into, uh, you know, classical orchestral type music um, that Tanglewood was canceled this year. Um, For folks out there who don't know what Tanglewood is, it's basically the summer stock for the Boston Symphony Orchestra. Um, They go out to Western Massachusetts out to the Berkshires. They have a facility out there that's like an outdoor amphitheater and they'll choose a program that they're going to perform for the summer. And folks who are big fans of that type of, you know, symphonic music will go out there and you can like have a picnic and bring wine and all that sort of bougie thing. Um, I've never, I mean, and and it's kind of crazy when I think about the fact that I mean um, being from New England and being a musician I've never been to this. I really would love to check it out sometime because I think it would be a great experience. Um, but it, it, it's shut down for uh, shut down for the for the year, which is a real bummer. Um, what was bringing me to that? I totally lost my train of thought. What were we just talking about? Programming. <laughs> Mike Mike Stanley. Why did? How did? I know he posted a thing about Tanglewood. God, I can't believe i completely lost my train of thought there.
0: The the
1: the the, the type of the type oh, of Oh, yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah, 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 that yeah. yeah. They program yes, it to... Um to, to early onset. It's they keep telling me it's back pain. I keep telling them they're wrong. <laughs> anyway, it's the white it, earth. right, it's the it's the yeah, a wet brain. Um anyway. No, but the point being that, you know, organizations like the BSO Dude, they can program whatever they want. Their job is to entertain people, but it is to educate people. Like, people go, you know, unless you're an avid, you know, fan of of that genre of music, you go to see a performance by the Boston Symphony Orchestra to hear something you've never heard before and be amazed and learn and be like, oh, wow, I went and heard Holst or I heard, you know, Mahler or whatever. It's... It's that it's that word premiere. Oh, I got to hear the world premiere. Well, and it may not even be the world premiere. I mean, but this may be material that's you know been played for hundreds of years. You know, but the point being that at military bands, that's not our job. Our job is not to go out there let be, let the BSO, you know, let the new let the 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 New York Phil, you know, let those bands do that. Let Chicago do that. That's their job. Their job is to play this stuff that is very heady and very, you know, intuitive and, and all the rest of that, you know, our job. And this is just my opinion, obviously, you know, because now I can finally have one. Um, is that, you know, that, uh, you know, the job of, of the military service bands, particularly the, the what, what in the Marine Corps we would call field bands, is to entertain people. Um, and that's and when people come to see it, like you just said, man, I mean when people show up in that theater and they're sitting there or they're at the amphitheater or wherever it may be, they're at the park, and they see those dressed blues walk on that stage, they expect they expect to hear the music of Americana. That's what they hear. That's what they want. They want to hear. You know, and, and, I've, and I've played, you know, I've, I've played programs before that I felt were great that, you know, were music of, you know, uh, Rogers and Hammerstein. I mean, that is the music of America. Um, but there, I'll tell you right now, man, I've also been, I've either been in or a, a, a audience member to some programs that I was like, what is going on? <laughs> what, what is <laughs> going on? And it's great. I'm like, I, dude, I'm a music geek. I get it. It's awesome. But I'm looking at these people sitting here in this, you know, these people who show up to see these bands play are not musicians. They're not musicians. They're people who are there because they love the military and they love military bands and they want to hear God Bless the USA. They want to hear all that stuff. So, like I say, um,
0: you know, you know, to me, uh, one of the coolest duty stations um, for music for me uh, have been they, they've it's two they've been over bands, but like there was a it, when I was in Italy we still had a big band and we would just play. We had a it, there was a as a blue book and a pink book of Glenn Miller tunes, all the Glenn right. Miller tunes, and. A lot of times we just play songs out of that book. Oh, uh, dude, yeah. But but it it took people back, yep. uh, you know. In of Europe, course. they are super they are super yes. grateful for Americans in the military, and you know they remember. And anytime we would play that music, at that point, there were still you know the the World War Two vets were in their seventies uh, and eighties. Yeah. But then you have their kids remember that stuff, and you know that's that's why I hate like uh, when we don't do big bands anymore. Yeah, and then and then the the few times that we decide to do big bands, we we don't play big band music that people recognize. No, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> because. Yep. So, so it's like, oh yeah, Pennsylvania yeah. six five thousand, you know. Like people would be yep. like, yeah, like not not Dude, not everybody, grenade. but it's way better than
1: playing. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I mean, those are you know, uh, take the A train. I mean, those are standard American. J- those are American jazz standards, and when you can stuff for the right audience, you're like, ooh, I know that. I mean, it, I will. I will say. And I totally agree with you. I mean, I was, I've never been stationed in Europe. Uh, The Marines don't have a band in Europe. Um, We, I I was very fortunate in 2005 that I was stationed in Quantico. And for whatever reason, I don't know why, but the Commandant's Own, which is the Commandant's Band out of uh, Marine Barracks, 8th and I in DC, uh, wasn't... uh, they they were usually the band that would go to commemorate the Battle of Bella Wood in France, which is a battle in World mm. War one for folks who don't know it was a battle in World War one where it was the first battle that the marines were were intricately in, involved um and the uh, how do you put this the the or the urban myth is that in the course of this, there's a couple things that are attached to this because the Marines are, are very, very, uh, we as Marines are very attached to this idea of history and legacy. Tradition! 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 Um, and it's true. Mm -hmm. Uh, and like I say, one of those things being that, uh, at the battle of Bellawood, world war two or world war one, Um, that the Marines were attacking this position on the German line, uh, that at the time, Gunnery Sergeant Dan Daly, uh, his infamous, you know, line that he was yelling to all these Marines to get him to move across this wheat field was, you know, come on, you sons of bitches, you want to die, you know, you want to live forever. That was his, you know, is emblazoned. If you, if you go to the Marine Museum, uh, the Marine Heritage Museum in Quantico in Virginia, you'll literally see this quote emblazoned in stone. Um, you know, and the other thing being, and Dan Daly, it's crazy because at that same museum, they actually have both of his congressional medal of medals of honor displayed, which is insane to me. I just, I can't imagine winning one congressional medal of honor, but to win two of them is beyond mind blowing. Um, but, uh, you know, like I say, the the other thing being that after this battle at Bella Wood, that the Americans, that the Marines had captured all of these Germans, and again, this is sort of what we learn as Marines is that the 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 Germans were so shocked by this onslaught that they experienced with these Marines um, that the Germans kept referring to the Marines as as Tufelhunde, meaning uh, devil dogs. Uh, the truth behind all of that I leave to history <laughs> but that is you know that's what we learned so yeah
0: and and correct me if I'm wrong but isn't uh isn't the term devil dog like that's not kind of a while the old head would say it's a term of endearment if I if you call someone devil dog all the time then
1: that's amongst the younger marines oh, you Is know that, that was detrimental? that was a really in my in my time on active duty that became a point of contention uh because you'd have senior marines who would always you know you'd you'd walk into the marine exchange or something and your shirt wasn't tucked in or whatever and you'd always you know you, there, there was always the potential that you were going to have uh you know some some staff and co uh you know staff non commissioned officer who was going to be in there who is all of a sudden going to knife hand you, you know, they're going to point their, their hand at, you. Hey, devil dog. You know, they didn't know your name. They didn't know your rank, but they call you dumb hey, mm-hmm. dog, you know, whatever. The...
0: Yeah. Ours are, our, are, our, Oh yeah. Shit mate. Shit there mate. it is. Excuse yep. me. Yep. Shitmate. Oh crap. Exactly I must've
1: done something. That's exactly. What hey, am I doing mate. wrong? Yep. That's exactly, you know, the, and, and the thing is when that sort of thing happens at the exchange, you're like, Ugh. Dude, when that sort of thing happens out in town at Walmart, <laughs> you're like, what is going on? Like, and I remember that. I remember that happening to me. I remember that when at my very first duty station, I remember being stationed at Camp Lejeune, which, you know, everybody's like, oh, Camp Lejeune. I will say this about Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. Every American, I, I, I truly believe that every American across this, the, the, this great country of ours uh, has an idea. They have a conception in their mind a perception of what the Marine Corps is. And you can go to a lot of Marine Corps stations. But when you go to Camp Lejeune, North Carolina, that perception is fulfilled. Everything you thought Marines were, that's what Marines are in Camp Lejeune. I mean, to like to include beyond the gates of the installation. When I was stationed there, and this was a very long time ago, but when I was stationed there, I mean, my wife will tell you, if there was ever a time on the weekend, if there happened to be a day that like I didn't have a gig, that the band was not performing at a ceremony, parade, concert, blah, 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 you name it, and she was like, "Hey, well, you know, let's go to Walmart because Walmart was in in Jacksonville, where Camp Lejeune is located, Jacksonville, North Carolina." And dude, the fact that there was a the fact that there was a Walmart in Jacksonville, North Carolina, was like, "Oh, there's a Walmart!" Like we had finally found civilization <laughs> in Jacksonville because there was a Walmart, and. I remember every time she'd be like, well, we need to go to Walmart to get, t-. dude, I would be in the bathroom. I'd be in, you know, getting ready, my getting ready to go as a, you know, Lance Corporal Corporal of the Marine Corps. I It was like, it took hours. I was like, okay, I got to make sure that I've got, okay, did I shave? Did I, you know, my hair is decent. Do I have all, you know, I've, I'm wearing a, co- I'm wearing a, is <laughs> a collared shirt. Is it all buttoned? Do I have my shirt tucked in? Am I wearing a belt? I don't have a, this. is. I love this one. I'm not wearing flip flops. And if I am going to wear, if I'm going to wear quote unquote sandals, they have to make sure that they have the strap behind the heel because if, Oh yes. Oh yes. In absolutely. the back. In the you back. Know, yeah. Because if you wore something that didn't have the strap, it's, a, it's those There's are shower shoes. It wasn't flip flop. It was, those are shower shoes. You're not, those are unauthorized. It's like, and you and I both know JB, you and I both know that there are places where you can go. I mean, if you really wanted to, there's places where you could go and you could spend eighty, a hundred dollars on a pair of really nice sandals. Really nice flip-flops. These things are not meant to be worn in the shower. You know, they're leather. They're
2: yes. Right. They're That's very the nice. leather. It's, yeah.
1: They're meant to be worn. Almost with like, you know, even dress pants. I mean, you could have that whole sort of Hawaii dress down cash look with these with these quote unquote flip flops. Oh, my God, dude, if you had walked into that Walmart 20 years ago in Jacksonville, North Carolina, with those hundred dollar pair of freaking sandals on, you would if you had been spotted by the wrong Staff and CO, the wrong first sergeant, whatever you would literally self combust spontaneously. Self combust. Yeah, it's. Re- I've, I've oh heard. Oh my god! I mean, I've heard. I've heard from some of my
0: yes. Navy friends who are corpsmen that that are stationed there, and they are like, yeah, "Oh, we can't leave the base," and blah blah blah. Hey, I just want you to know that I've sent a text message to death. Oh, of
1: nice. Okay, we got some time.
0: And, oh, it's gonna nice. be a doozy! I'm excited. I want to see it. It is
1: if, okay. if they answer. If they answer, but yeah, I remember. I, I, so I I ran into. No, this... I was just gonna say. I Go personally, ahead. I I remember, literally having that experience. There's there's nothing like there's nothing like the experience of of walking into a department store with your wife. And you're two small toddler size children. Looking like you're ready to get But go there's to something. <laughs> there's something you forgot. And some dude all of a sudden, when you're looking at baby formula, all of a sudden some dude literally snaps his fingers. Snaps his fingers and looks at you and you turn your head and he's looking at you and he's like, Hey devil dog. Knife hand, and you're like, "Oh shit! What is?" This? And he's literally like, <laughs> "What are you do- What are you doing in here?" I love that question. What are you doing in here? What the hell do you think I'm doing in here? I'm with my wife and my family. We're here to freaking. We're at a department store, man. It's Walmart. He's like, "What's? The- Why isn't your blankety blank blank blank?" And that's it. Like, you need to go. You need to. You need to go home and square <laughs> yourself away. <laughs> That's the line. You need to go home and square yourself away. You just kicked me out of Walmart in town. We're not even on the installation. You're gonna kick me out in town and send me home because, like, I got the wrong shoes on. <laughs> it's like, get... Hash, well, has, you know, the funny thing manage. is that I don't. Is that I, <laughs> again with like so many things. You know, all these years, man, things have changed in a big, big way. And I will say that, and, and again, it's been a long time since I've been stationed in, you know, Camp Lejeune. Uh, but I, and I can only speak on behalf of the Marine Corps, but, you know, it's, things have changed it, it, for the better. You know, I think that, to be honest with you, I think that the day that the Marine Corps, at the Commandant finally said, you know what? We need to wear a combat uniform, like a combat uniform, and you don't starch and press a combat uniform. Cammies are cammies. The second that happened, I was like, hallelujah. Did we lose something because of it? Maybe. But it seemed like common sense. It's It was common sense. And there have been other little things along the way that I think they've sort of, you know, people, the the, the powers that be, have have come to understand, like, Hey, man, there's standards and everything. And then there's being crazy. Yeah, then there's then there's interfering with people's quality of life. And, you know, for a lot of young for a lot of young Marines, man, especially if they're married or whatever, like you mess with that quality of life too much. You get some great people who are like, you know what, I'm, I, I'm no longer interested in playing this game and they walk and you lose great people and that shouldn't happen. Um, so anyway, like I say, there's, I'm getting off my, I'm getting off my, my, uh, my soapbox. <laughs> I'm getting off the soapbox. Now. That's right. You can, you, it, you, it's your turn.
0: <laughs> so, so one of my friends had, uh, had, had hit me to this book called, and it's one of those books that you, you put yeah, in the yeah. bathroom. Book. You gotta be careful. You know of those things, man. They can give you hemorrhoids. <laughs> They but uh, yeah, they can, it was, and it's it's called the Dad Law. The... So I I looked into it, and it was like, oh okay, um, all right. So what, what would that be? So they have they have it sectioned off, and this is the Dad Law. Dad and money. A dad will decline additional warranty protection because that's how they get you.
1: <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. We've got it. The shit. has been answered
0: ladies and
2: gentlemen the, the myth the Andrew legend <laughs> I, I have no clue what i'm doing yeah no.
1: well that's you know neither neither do we so that's the neither that's the we. best
2: part about what
1: we're doing <laughs> wow. we are we are three we are three individuals who know nothing about everything but we're going to talk about all of it so Oh, okay. uh, we want welcome to the show. Welcome, you you, <laughs> you, you sent out the uh, the text message of yes, destiny there, JB. So introduce our guest.
0: So this is the one and only uh, Andrew Cox in the top ten of my favorite. oh right. uh, nice Marines. Nice. That is good. Um, you're you hey, you well, you're, in the, you're in the, the bottom, 10, uh, bottom, you're in the top
2: ten, man. You're in the top ten, twenty or something. You know. <laughs>
1: I don't know. So it's better than the yeah, bottom. Yeah. It's, better, it's better than the bottom. Anything. Well, that's a good point. That's a good point.
0: <laughs> there's, there's, there's only, tw- yeah, there's only twelve people hey, on I the list. got was... a couple. Of
2: ones, <laughs> Top ten, okay. Bottom yeah, seven, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> However it works, I'm good
1: with that. <laughs> oh man.
0: So, so this. Um, but I will tell you that this man uh, has created he – he has put himself in the, in the annals of marine music by making a video where he rapped green eggs and ham. And then he goes into Old yeah. Town Road, which is perfect yeah. for him. I mean, I'm telling you right now, one of my favorite military music videos that I've seen – in the last Very two months, nice. bar none. All right, bar none. And I don't even know how long that
1: you know whatever that was. <laughs> He's but like, I really don't even that's... know how much my opinion counts here, but I'm just letting you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just letting you know
0: that that I don't know how I want to know if you were talked into that. It was whose idea it was. And why they should be awarded uh, something. I'm sitting at
2: the shop, and uh, (laughs) Mark Payone comes in. He's like, dude, I got this great idea. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, have you seen those rap videos, the guy that raps the Dr. Seuss stuff? And I'm like, yeah, I have no clue what you're talking about. So he pulls up the video, and there's a guy online that does it. uh, Does it way better than I ever could. Uh, Anyways, he does it or whatever, and I'm like – I don't Arguable, know. I don't know. you know I that's you, debated, you that's did part. you did all right, man. You, you, you did have, you did well. You should have seen the outtakes. Uh, yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't give them good material. Let's put it that way. Hey, man, um, you didn't
1: have to say it was edited. We were going to let you ride on that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we can let you ride on it. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, life goes on. Anyways, he, he says, "Yeah, this this good a uh, good idea or whatever." And I look at it. I'm like, "Yeah, that's pretty cool." So he said some talks about it for a while, and I was like, I think I could do that. I mean, it can't be that hard. Uh, and he's like, that's perfect. And then, of course, it kind of exploded from there and, and then went crazy. Uh, apparently, it's doing really well on the Facebook. Uh, I did not expect it to go over as well as it did, but it did. It went, re- went really well.
1: Nah, that's awesome, man. No, it's Yeah, man. It's, it's, I, it's, I love it. It is pretty I love awesome it. how, I will say, you know, if you're able to put something out there on social media, it's pretty amazing how people will pick up on that stuff. You know, if they like it, it, if it's the right thing, man, they, you know, we, we all hear this term all the time, you know, uh, going viral. Um, but when you, when you experience that, you know, either as an individual or as part of an organization, Mm -hmm. it's like, holy mackerel, dude, it's just crazy. We did, uh, you know, and I, we did the whole, this was years ago when Third Marine Aircraft Wing did this whole, we called it Thrift Shop. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the name of that song? Oh, no, um, we call oh, it, uh, it, it was Thrift Shop. We called it Thrift shop. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was sort of a spin on that whole thing. And we had put this whole show together that had like dancing and all this stuff. And it really crimped a lot of people's style, but whatever. Um, the reality is, at the end of the day, man, that video that we had posted of the band doing the show, we put on Facebook, or we put on YouTube, and it was like over 2 million people viewed this video. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was out, out of control. Um, I mean, there's that in the fact that, you know, the Sergeant Major of the Marine Corps was there and saw this show, and he made a point of walking out of the ballroom the night that we were leaving, and he was like... I have never seen, a, like, a performance like that for a Marine Corps birthday bowl in my entire career. That was insane. I was standing there, and I was like, dude, I don't need any more justification than that. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. This is Sergeant Major of the Marine Corps. Like, he's happy, dude. Like, everybody can have their opinion. He was <laughs> damn happy, so we did something right. But, no, you're you're totally right, man. I mean, you guys put that stuff. I will say Mark. Mark, <laughs> you know, he really does a great job of... Uh, uh for folks who who don 't know mark payone is you know a uh, friend of ours worked with him um he directs a lot of this stuff out there, uh, especially with third man aircraft wing um but he he you know he does a great job of sort of packaging the whole thing oh, yeah. and utilizing technology to really put it out there um you know i mean and some people like it some people don 't like it at the end of the day. You know, it's one of those things that sort of, you know, steps outside of the, the box and, you know, it, it challenges people to rethink what they're doing, um, which is never, you know, never a bad thing. So, very true. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. He's so, yeah, got, man. He's
2: definitely got a vision. He's got a talent for it. Uh, he, he comes up with these brilliant ideas and he can somehow weave it all together to make it work. Uh, yeah. It's, it's pretty awesome
1: yeah uh, it's very very cool man. Very cool. so what's the weather
2: like in California right now? oh, it's horrible uh it's it's like uh upper seventies sunny uh nice <laughs> breeze coming off the ocean i mean i I don't know if I can take it, uh, <laughs> absolutely well, it sounds horrible
1: like, it sounds like <laughs> it sounds like maine right now. It was like in yeah. the uh upper seventies and sunny and the sea breeze coming in dude Antonia I'm, I'm it took a long time for spring to get to Maine, but it finally showed up and nice. uh, it's amazing. It is amazing. I'm like, oh, my God, it's, you know, one of the things that I always loved about traveling from places like the Southwest and coming home um, was coming home and realizing how green everything was. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, we'd show up, my wife and I and whatever, we'd come home to visit. And I'd be like, oh, my God, everything is so green. <laughs> Like Whoa. there's leaves on trees and grass. It's <laughs> insane. Like, how is this? Like, this is some foreign place. So <laughs> maybe that so. maybe that was my question for maybe that was my question for Andy right there. Yeah, we always usually have. Oh, was that an oh, easy? Question? No, that's
0: easy. We have a we have a question. Okay, yeah,
1: too easy, man. That, that's like just an introductory question. Well, because no, I'm going to no, no. tell you right now with the show with the show usually the question. I mean, it can come at you in all sorts of different directions, but sometimes the question, or it will be like a shotgun wedding question, like it'll be a question that'll get asked and it'll it'll make you stop for a second and like rethink your situation. Oh
2: boy! (laughs) So
1: I'm just saying, be prepared. You know, I don't know if Uh, I can be prepared for that, but okay. Well, we well, you know, I mean, we're not gonna we're not gonna ask anything that's gonna land you in jail or in front of the CEO. So okay, um, that's that's, a positive. (laughs) So. So there you go um one of the other things that we do on uh on Thursdays with the show is uh we always talk about what is the what is the last thing that you watched on youtube so uh maybe... and and
0: for and and just for verification, you need to go on your yep. YouTube channel like your YouTube okay. app if you have the app,
1: and then look up you know history hold on how do I do that? Uh, You're yeah, asking you pull a lot, up. my friend. I know. I mean this is I feel the same way. Um yeah, you go to your like the home page and you click or there's a little icon down in the bottom that says library.
2: Okay, I watched uh Richard Cheese uh desp <laughs> what is that, Despacito <laughs> yes! or despacito or something? Uh okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, despacito me that this morning uh and brought it up. I was actually showing him a video uh Uh, and then he brought that one out. So that was the last one I pulled up was that for, for,
1: for folks who are listening to the show, Hungerford is our friend, Corey, who, uh, has played, he's, uh, he worked at the school of music and, uh, he's, he is, uh, he's serving out there with Andy right now in in California. Um, no, that's, that's awesome, dude. Is it hilarious?
2: Oh yeah. It's it's great. It's, It's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's the only Spanish song that I can understand. Actually,
1: <laughs> that's <is> great. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, yeah. So, so JB, what's yours? What do you got? What's your last? What's your last uh, YouTube video? <laughs> okay, so,
0: um, I'm a fan oh, of Elvis yeah. Costello, and. His concert here was at the Norville was amazing, um, and it's. I was looking up his like how many times he had been on Saturday Night Live, and there's a really famous one. It was I think it was in the '70s, where he was just taking off, and it his performance banned him
2: Whoa. from Saturday Night what Live.
0: Can- and and because they wanted him to perform his latest single, and he he said, "I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, but I'm not going to perform this song or something." And then he launched into one
1: of his what yep. I, I love the song, yep. Radio Radio. Very nice. Well, you have to you, know, you have to you have to put and it in context the- because the 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 background to this was that um, there was another band that had been billed to perform. It was the, it was. Right, they had been billed to perfect. perform on to perform on Saturday Night Live, and they bailed at the last minute. And this is before Saturday Night Live was like huge. This was literally New York, you know, uh, comedians like nobody knew who they were before Dan Aykroyd and and Eddie Murphy and any of those people were anybody. Um, and the Sex Pistols bailed, and they're like, "We need to get a band in tonight to play on the show." And Elvis Costello. His band was a local band there in New York, and they were like, well, there's this band that's sort of up and coming. We should have them see if they can come and play. They showed up, and like JB was saying, they had this one track that was sort of their hit tune at the time, um, and they had actually started playing that selection. They started playing the tune, and it was almost like as soon as the band started playing, all of a sudden Elvis just completely cut the band off. And this is all live. I mean this is wow. Saturday Night Live. This is live on television. He cuts the band off and he's like, Sorry, 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 ladies and gentlemen, just get, and he turns around to the band, and he's like, Radio, radio. And boom, the band just kicks I mean, dude. You see, when you see that, it's amazing. It's and, amazing. And, and and radio radio is like
0: a get like yeah. a song against the man, you know, against against like big conglomerates conglomerate yeah. like NBC and stuff, so they got banned, but eventually he came back where the Beastie Boys are playing and he ended up performing with the Beastie Boys and he did oh, Radio awesome. Radio again. Wow. There
1: is a new, I don't, so, I don't know if either of you guys but this are, was. yeah, this was years later. I don't know later. if either one of you guys are fans of the Beastie Boys, but oh, they yeah. do have, they, uh, I haven't seen it yet, but there's a new documentary that I think just came out about them that everybody's raving about. They're saying it's absolutely amazing. I listened to, uh. I listened to Paul's Boutique the other day, man, and I have not li- I have not listened to that album yeah. in way too long and oh my goodness. I was like, did it's hands down my favorite Beastie's album. It's it, the continuity of it, just the entire thing ties in. It's just incredible. Um so uh my 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 uh my YouTube last video, my YouTube last yeah. video was uh, Megadeth nice. live in, live in, live in Essen. Yes. Uh, uh, May 20th, May 20th, 1988. Oh, uh-huh. dude. Nice. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, this band, I don't know I, I, if folks who know me, friends out there who know me, I'm a big metal head. I love speed metal and thrash and all that stuff. I'm going to tell you right now. This point in the the career of this band Megadeth was just so dangerous. <laughs> like they were bad, bad men, and they would put on these shows that were just so adrenaline driven and just angry, <laughs> just <laughs> angry man. Like, but unbelievable musicianship when you'd see this. Like, I mean forget about the fact that you know they're all high on heroin or something you know yeah. <laughs> but dude the fact that they could play the way that they play live it, i mean and in this mental condition is just beyond me i don't know but uh yeah it's a pretty amazing show they show it's all it's 100 minutes long and oh, good wow. grief man it's it's the whole show <laughs> they're actually on tour on that show They're on tour for uh, Rust in Peace, which, uh, you know, Holy Wars, Punisher 2, Hangar 18, all those, like, huge hits by Megadeth. Um, And I actually saw them. I saw them. This is the first time I ever saw Megadeth. I saw them on this tour. Uh, They were on tour for Rust in Peace. They were on the Clash of the Titans tour. And the bill was Anthrax. Uh, oh no! It was Allison Chains, Anthrax, oh Megadeth, gosh. and Slayer. Wow! And That's dude, nice. I, dude, it was like—I mean, I, I'm down. Like, I'm all about the pit, and I'm in there with Megadeth, you know, doing my thing. Slayer came on stage, and I was like, I'm gonna go sit down. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, there's—I see these people. Yeah in the pit and they're very obviously on angel dust or mescaline and i'm like i'm not getting in that pit no way <laughs> i got pushed into this one dude somebody freaking runs up behind me forearm right to my back i go flying forward into this dude and he turns around and he gives me this look and i'm just like dude my hands just go up <laughs> I'm like sorry dude because this guy's about to kick my ass i'm just like uh ah. Yeah, let me go find. it. Thankfully, it was in an arena, so I could actually go just like find a seat, like you know, a <laughs> couple rows up and chill before I got my teeth knocked out. So, yeah, but it was a pretty pretty intense show. So, yeah. but yeah, man.
0: See, we we don't really talk. I mean, before we were, yeah. we were talking about Bella Wood
1: um, tradition. Uh, oh, that was the sto- That was the story I was going to tell you about you Bella know, Wood. Last- we're there in 2005. Um, I need some it, was,
2: it, it was it was crazy because
1: um, we're, we're there. I, I got re- I, I re-enlisted. I got re-enlisted by the Commandant of the Marine Corps, which is oh. insane. Yeah. And we're in Paris. And this buddy of mine, Kevin Hunter... He and I are at this cafe and we're having beers. We're, you know, and we, and, and we were told very early on when you go to France, drink French, it was drink French wine, yeah. not French beer. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Drink Belgian beer, not Belgian wine. So we're drinking Belgian beer and we're hanging out, whatever, doing our thing, just chilling in Paris. And this kid comes riding up on a bike and we're smoking and this kid starts asking us for a cigarette we give him a cigarette and he ends up asking you know we're americans we're there whatever we tell him that we're marines and whatever and not mind you this is 2005 this is when things are starting to get really hot and heavy in the middle east right yeah and this kid proceeds to stand there in front of us after he just bummed a cigarette off of us and tell us that basically as far as he's concerned. The Marines are no different than the Waffen SS. Whoa. Be- oh, dude. He st- starts saying this. Sh- and Dude, Kevin, if friends out there know. I'm going to tell the people out there that don't know Kevin. Kevin, back, I haven't seen Kevin in a long time, but back then, dude, Kevin Hunter was a big motherfucker. I mean, sh- he was a brick, sh- brick shithouse. Yeah. <laughs> and this kid starts running his mouth, and I see Kevin just looking at him, and I'm like, dude, we need to leave right now. <laughs> I was like, he was just looking. I mean, he was ready to pop this kid's head off. Yeah. Like, who do who? Especially in France, it's yeah. like, dude, how dare you say something like that to us? Like, and I remember he looked at me. He's like, you know what they say about French rifles, right? Drop once, never fired. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ouch, dude. Let's go now. Uh, okay. <laughs> we need to leave. So anyway.
0: So 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 so, Andrew. What what, what uh, kind Carrietta? of vehicle are you driving now? Uh, I'm. I... <laughs>
2: Ouch! I went, I went total a... total California. I got my <laughs> Cooper out here. Uh,
1: Whoa!
2: Yeah, yeah. It's a little different.
1: So I what what a, what what tundra. kind of car did uh, you have uh, before? It's
2: a good tundra, good truck. Uh only problem with that is the gas mileage on it. Was too uh hot? Hey, it's so, not conducive
1: to California, no, that's no, for sure.
2: Driving from my house on Pendleton to the band hall in Pendleton wasn't a bad bad deal. It was fifteen minute drive, so I was able to manage that, but then they transferred me down to San Diego and yeah, it was a little further of a drive and uh So we looked into it and uh, figured, well, let's get a a car that's worthwhile, you know, that save on gas or what have you. Uh, So we we settled on the Mini Cooper. But I got to tell you, uh, it is a blast to drive. It's like your own personal go-kart. Yeah, man. So it's fun to drive. Uh,
1: Is it comfortable? That's the question, because you're a tall dude. To be honest. I mean, is it it comfortable to drive?
2: It it actually really is. Really, I thought that there wasn't going to be enough space, but once I got in it, when you put the seat back, like if I put it all the way back, I can't even reach the pedals to uh, to shift or anything. Uh, so I actually have to the... I have to shoot it
1: shift it forward. What was that? What was that movie from years ago? God, I can't remember what it was. It was a comedy, and uh, I think it was was it Two Tall Jones or something that was in the movie. It was he had like this cameo. And I think it was him, and he ended up having to like he was trying to get in this little car. Yeah, he had to rip the he had to rip the front seat out. Yeah, I, yeah and he's I sitting in that. the back seat. Well, I don't know. what movie was that? I can't I remember, remember but it was a freaking hilarious scene. He's like in the back seat of the car. It's not Maybe. a Cannonball it Run movie. Yeah, those, those are legendary. legendary.
0: I'm I'm so I'm so pissed that you know you cannot you can't rent or watch on really? any kind of really? service Cannonball Run. That's movie. crazy. Yeah, they they have that, huh. they have that shit locked down, dude. That pisses me off. I yeah, I want to
1: share yeah. that experience with my kids, my boys. But you can't. But but you, but you, you know. can watch. But you could watch last race two thousand. I bet you can watch that. I'm talking well, about the, origi- not I'm talking about the original. Either, I'm not talking about the original. I'm talking about the original. Run. Yeah. With yes. James. With yes. James Gunn. Yeah. When they when when. The- when, yeah, when the, the car James goes Conn driving version, to the old yeah, folks oh no. home, they're bringing the old folks out <laughs> and they leave them in the street. They drive and you see the bodies in s- wheelchairs flying. <laughs> you never see that in theaters today. There's no way. <laughs> it's like, that's like, that's like, that's like, uh, what's his name? Uh, did freaking, uh, blazing saddles and did all those movies. Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks. Is, Mel Brooks. Yeah. Until you, dude, Mel, Mel Brooks. Brooks. If Mel Brooks <laughs> If he tried taking a movie to to Hollywood today, they'd be like, "Oh no, 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 no! We can't do that. That's going to offend too many people." He's like, "That's the point. It defends everybody." Yeah, most definitely. <laughs> Dude,
0: blazing saddles when 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 it's the they're they're going out west and and the Native Americans are coming. and It's like, oh,
2: it's
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man! Native yeah, right. Americans speaking Yiddish. <laughs> Yeah. Seriously, have you guys ever seen, have you guys ever seen the film History of the World Part 1?
2: Yeah. Oh
1: my god, dude. Yes. When they do that whole thing where they turn, they turn the uh the Spanish Inquisition into a Broadway show. Yeah. And it it has the synchronized swimmers who are nuns. See. see I don't I don't know how I'm going to introduce Oh my, my kids god, dude. How does that even like Okay, now what we're going to do, what we're going to do is that, it, is that everybody's going to be, we're going to have this musical going on, and then at this point, the nuns will come out and they'll turn into synchronized swimmers. <laughs> somebody, at the, you know, somebody at the, at the studio is like, what? You're going to do what? It's, trust me, it's going to be genius.
2: <laughs> yeah, just trust me, yeah. it's all right.
1: And it was, like everybody watches it, they laugh their ass off, it's freaking too much. So, so, see, Andrew, this
0: wasn't a like you know he was worried about like what? Oh, dude, this is we on Mondays I'm, I'm gonna and have Thursdays. This is what do. we do. You
1: guys, just... yeah, you just yeah, man, check the it link out to the podcast. Right. Yep, we're on Facebook. Same as it ever Same was. As it ever was. <laughs> so yeah, no, it's been awesome, man. I'm glad that we 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 sent out the text message to Destiny T It's been a good talk. Yeah, it's been definitely. a long time. Yeah. The show. It's good, good hearing so, you guys.
2: Yeah, I know, and you're both drummers. True. That is true. I, I didn't we, even I, <laughs> drummer, not percussionist. Uh, drum dude, dude. one one on of me, the worst.
1: So. <laughs> oh, I'm a drummer. <laughs> no, you're I'm both drummers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, the the best one was uh, we we had his yeah. brother Andy on, and I was having oh. a problem like distinguishing who was talking because they laugh and it's talk to- the exact it's same totally way. True. Like, uh, Dude, it's
1: been it's it's been it's, like way for, those, it's been that way for those decades tests. man. people are like, Oh my god, you sound just like your brother. <laughs> yeah. So we had we had we had JB all twisted up. Nice. He was all twisted up trying to figure out who was talking. I was like
0: I'm I'm sitting down with my with my headphones covered. Yeah. Like and when you're taking a hearing <laughs> test, like Trying to concentrate. <laughs> who's talking? Who's laughing? Oh, I, dude, it's I too much. I breathe. Wow. It's you know, too it's...
1: much. <laughs> all right, well, uh, yeah, hey, man. Hey, very cool. Very cool. Thanks for hitting cool. Hit that on. subscribe button. Fun. Yeah, just we'll, look we'll, out for put... that number next time. You never know what
2: might come. Yeah, anytime. <laughs> I'm, I'm here. So,
1: and it right, uh, sounds good, my
0: friend. All right, and we'll see you next, everybody. We'll see you on Monday. Yes, we have new music Monday. And uh you, you know, we you never know special guests. <laughs> All again. right, thanks everyone for
1: tuning in. Talk to you soon.